0: Hello and welcome to On the Road with Legal Talk Network. I'm Abdi Adid. I'm the VP Legal Research at Blue Jay Legal. You can find us at bluejay.com. That is B-L-U-E-J.com. We're here in Chicago, Illinois on the expo floor at the ABA Tech Show 2020. So welcome. Joining me now, I have Brett Burney from Burney Consultants and Paul Unger from Affinity Consulting. Welcome to the show, gentlemen.
1: Thanks, Abdi. Great to be here. Great to be here.
0: So before we get into uh, our discussion for today, which is really going to focus on some of the things you shared uh, yesterday evening at Apps Apps Everywhere, the panel discussion, tell me a bit about yourselves, uh, what you do, where you work, and what brings you here today.
1: So my company is Burney Consultants, and mostly I would say I take care of electronic discovery, litigation support for a lot of law firms and uh, in-house counsel. I also have uh, a fun little niche that I do a lot of iPad training for uh, law firms and lawyers I want to be able to use uh, iOS devices, the iPhone and the iPad a little bit more integrated into their practice. So that's why these sessions like this, like this apps app everywhere, is really, really good. So um, Affinity does a
2: lot. We do uh, process mapping, law practice management, practice management document management. My passion is time management. <laughs> and uh, and just going around doing professional development programs and CLE, Brett and I do quite a bit of that. Yep. And, uh, and, and apps is one of them. Right.
0: So let's talk a bit about apps. So yesterday you had a panel discussion where you were talking about the ways in which apps are affecting legal practice. How would you summarize the, the main areas that they're affecting?
1: Well, I would just say today, Based on like the ABA Legal Technology Resource uh, Center, they have a survey where they ask lawyers, of course, many questions about the technology that's in use. And it's literally almost 100%, as you would expect, of lawyers today have some kind of a mobile device. And if if you don't, I I, I don't know how you would necessarily be able to practice today. I'm sure there are some out there that still do that, but you have at least a mobile phone, right? And then you have a tablet device, probably of some kind. Certainly, we've all had laptops, but in today, it's almost like your clients wouldn't believe if you didn't have some kind of a mobile device. And at least I've seen, and Paul and I have been talking about iPads for quite a long time, is just another way that lawyers and legal professionals can get access to the documents that they need, the information that they need. Today, there's so many cloud apps today that work wonderfully and perfect on the iPhone and Android devices and iPad, so that you can literally work from wherever you are. We've always had this dream of working anywhere, working at Starbucks, and it becomes more and more realistic, I think, from the idea that you can use the iPad that way, or frankly, even your phone. I mean, all you need now is to take your laptop, your phone, and your iPad with you, And if you have everything set up on the back end, document management systems like NetDocs or maybe even storing your documents in Dropbox, you literally can work anywhere. You don't even have to have the physical office. It's that dream we've been talking about for years now, and it just becomes more of a reality.
0: So what kind of apps are out there that are actually making a difference?
1: Well, my focus for many years has been document management.
2: And from a document management perspective, we look at cloud applications like NetDocuments, I think NetDocuments, when we look at all the legal document management programs, has done it the best. They have an app for Android, the Android uh, ecosystem, as well as iOS. And they have direct integration with Microsoft Office 365. So, you know, you can open a document directly from the repository, edit it, and save it right back in. Instead of having all these extra copies in Dropbox or Box or... In other specific apps, so it stay, you know it starts in the cloud, it stays in the cloud in that same spot. It's one repository, and if it's one repository, then you can lock it down. You don't have problems with governance. It just it makes sense. And so and I so there you know the others are doing that as well,
1: but maybe they're just out in front. Mm-hmm. I would just quickly say on that Paul did a fantastic job of showing that in the session, like literally opened up the Net Documents app on his iPad. Pulled up the document, and what I liked about it, people, you were showing that you can open up that current version or create a new version of the, and then it immediately opens in Microsoft Word on the iPad. You edit whatever you need to on the document, and when you close it, it immediately sends it back up as a new version or the current version or edited version of that document. I mean, just having that capability. When Paul and I first started talking about the iPads, you know, it came out in 2010, 2011, 2012, first of all, we didn't even have Microsoft apps. That we were able to do with, but we would use these like open-in commands, right? You'd have each app had to have its own version of that document or the copy of the file, and you'd you have to jump back and forth between things. I mean, just the seamlessness now of it, like with Net Documents, like there were there were apps available for doc management systems where you'd have to open it there and open into Microsoft Word or Docs to Go or something else, and then when you were done, you'd have to open it back in another app. It was just so many steps; people just didn't even, didn't even do it. But now what Paul was showing earlier today, people were just saying, this is absolutely fantastic. It's so much more seamless now.
0: So the response has been largely positive? Because I imagine anytime there's a sea change in how lawyers do their work, there's some resistance. So what are you encountering?
1: <laughs> yeah, I guess I would say there's, there's always going to be pushback against some change. But I personally kind of look at the mobile devices today, and certainly with the apps, as it's literally inevitable. Mm -hmm. I mean, this this is the way we're going to be working. With the cloud services that we have today, it really doesn't matter as much as it used to, whether you use a Windows computer, or I do a lot of working with Mac lawyers that use Macs, and that used to be a very, very different world in being able to use, because you had software that was only Windows. Well now today, especially with apps, and some of the ways that the cloud services work, it doesn't matter what front end that you're using. So now you have a little bit more of a freedom as a legal professional to use whatever device that you want to use.
2: Yeah, and you know, and stealing your term from this, you know, it's Fisher Price. <laughs> you know, that's the thing. You know, I, like I look at my mom, and she has yeah. three iPads. You know, when I got her her first iPad, she opened it. it was at Christmas, and she opened it and said, "What? What am I going to do with this?" Right. You know, and then you know, now it's the best that she's ever, you know, best gift she's ever received. She uses it all over the place. But if she can figure it out, no, right. no dissing my mom, but, <laughs> no.
0: but apps, you, are, mom.
2: apps are Fisher-Price. Apps are Fisher-Price, and so they're easy. So from a change management perspective, you know, if, if attorneys are going to learn anything, they're probably going to learn it on an app before a full-blown, you know, on-prem solution.
0: Mm-hmm. So what are you hearing from the client side, that is the end client, the people who are the consumers of legal services are they demanding that lawyers economize using apps and that kind of thing?
2: You know, I don't hear that a lot, but I I can't imagine that it's it's not happening. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it, at least those that are heavy tablet users, they they probably are. The road warriors, I'd say the litigators do. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah,
1: I would agree with that. The the only thing that I've seen kind of along the, those lines, Abdi, is uh, for example, with some of the cloud-based. Services, maybe like even Clio or Rocket Matter, because they were cloud-based, mm-hmm. you could access the system going through a web browser on the iPad or the iPhone. But the only thing that I would say is that then the end users were kind of demanding of like, no, no, we want a like a mobile specific experience and getting access to that. Does that, does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So you could go to the web browser, but it didn't seem as user-friendly from a a mobile perspective. So now, of course, all these companies have apps, right, Paul? I mean, they they all offer mobile-specific apps that are are, tweaked for (laughs) that Fisher-Price experience. It's very easy to get in, you know your way around, you can navigate, which is a little bit different than when you're building a website knowing that a person is using a keyboard and a mouse, right, On on these mobile devices. You need to design it a little bit different, tweak it just a little bit, because we're actually touching it with our fingers. I was shocked when, you know, in in prepping for this session,
2: looking at all the practice management tools that actually have built an app for the Android ecosystem as well, because they all started in Apple, they all started iOS, but now there's so many in the Android ecosystem as well.
0: Yeah, so you talked a bit about NetDocuments. Who else would you say is doing it right in this space?
2: From a litigation perspective, I think think the folks who... um, is it Lit Software who makes TrialPad? Yes. Yeah, of they. Course. I think they're doing it amazing. Like so for TrialPad. For, for yeah, TrialPad, yeah, TranscriptPad, exactly. and and that suite. If you're a litigator, it's a must-have.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, so we're here at the Expo Hall. There's a ton of legal tech companies surrounding us, many of which offer apps that you've probably thought about. So, what kind of questions should lawyers be asking vendors to help guide them and help them understand how to use the tool? and how to integrate it best into their practice?
1: I would say initially, maybe kind of in the early, a few years ago, one of the things that I would always tell lawyers is, if you're looking at an app, make sure that it integrates or connects into something like Dropbox or you know something like Box, something that they would be able to store their files on, because really, that's what we deal with, right? That's how we can prove our work as legal professionals is in the documents that we create. Obviously, it's the communication aspects. So maybe that's another thing. Like, like I, I know we keep going back to net documents, but I know that they're working on an integration within like the Microsoft Outlook app on the iPad and the mm-hmm. iPhone that would help them be able to save an email that they receive on their iPhone so then they can save it into the net documents uh, was it workspace or so, you know the folder for the client matter. Does that make sense? So I, I think your question, Abby, it's, it's good. It's, it's the sense of just making sure that some of these apps can connect into the services that the lawyers are probably already using in, in some. was it document management or time and billing is another aspect too. I know that uh, in some cases, you know, like uh, what used to be iTimeKeep. I know that was just recently acquired. But being able to track your time or be able to input time, for example, on something like a, an iPhone on mm-hmm. the go, which you can do it throughout the day, as opposed to waiting to the end of the day and writing everything down on a yellow legal pad, which is the way most people track their time, <laughs> most legal professionals. So just asking those questions about these are the systems that I'm already using. How does that integrate with the app?
0: Mm-hmm. Good, good. Okay, well, we've reached the end of the road for this episode. I want to thank you both for joining. Uh, before we sign off, if our listeners have any questions or want to follow up, where can they reach you?
2: They can reach me at Twitter at Paul G.
1: Unger or uh, P. Unger at affinityconsulting.com. Yeah, I would just say uh, we got a couple of websites, but here the the best and most fun for, for this topic is uh, a blog that I run called Apps in Law. So appsinlaw.com. I do little short video reviews of, of the different apps for lawyers and uh, really have a lot of fun doing that. Appsinlaw.com.
0: Great. That's apps in law or in law?
1: In law. In law. Yes. Okay.
0: Well, thank you again. Just wanted to clarify. Yeah. Thank thanks you. again. Um, and thanks to our listeners for tuning in. If you like what you heard, Please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, Until next time, thanks for listening. Again, I'm Abdi Adid from Blue Jay Legal, and thanks for tuning in to On the Road of the Legal Talk Network.
2: If you'd like more information about what you've heard today, please visit LegalTalkNetwork.com. Subscribe via iTunes and RSS. Find us on Twitter and Facebook. Or download our free Legal Talk Network app in Google Play and iTunes.